Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle instead of Podbean. We're also, though, of course, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. For folks on Android, a great place to find us is the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Why are 90% of our downloads on iTunes? we got to fix that Android problem. Also, check us out on FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell that one out. We do not have a paywall for any of our written content, including Brady's five takeaways. Also check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network. We're coming up on a football weekend. Make sure you go to better edge and prize picks. This is our gambling sponsor and our fantasy sponsor, better edge, go to better edge. That's with an O betteredge.com, And then basically enter the code five RSN. That's the number five RSN. You get $20 to play. This is peer-to-peer betting. It is legal in the state of Florida. You're not betting against the book. You're betting against other people on there, which means that you can find the line that you want. And also, like I said, it's legal. This isn't any of that offshore stuff, okay? Again, find the line you want. Go to betteredge.com. Use the code 5. That's the number 5, RSN. And, of course, prize picks. Our code is 5. That's spelled out, F-I-V-E. Get your initial deposit matched up to $100. They do not have rollovers. They're literally giving you free money. So try it out. On the NBA, the NFL, you can pair Tua with Jimmy Butler if you want. That's the kind of thing that you can do on prize picks. Use the code 5 F I V E, better edge, use the code 5 RSN. And now, today's episode. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Smolnick back on five on the floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Alex Lito. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. He's making a triumphant return. Alex hasn't been on in a couple of days. We're going to blitz through some heat topics right now, okay? We have two minutes on each maximum for the two of us. We're going to go through all these things. These are concerns that have come to us mostly from our winnow feed from off the floor, which you should subscribe to. It is posted to the top of my Twitter page and or the Five Reasons Twitter page. It's just $3.05 a month. We're keeping the price there for now, at least until the end of the year. But if you sign up now, it's free for a week. So give it a shot. Uh, Just check it out into the top of pinned on the top of five reasons sports. All right, Alex, you ready? We're going to go. Yep. Number one, what is the bigger loss for this team right now? Is it Victor Oladipo continuing to be out indefinitely, which again, I reported about a week and a half ago that it's going to be weeks. Okay. We're looking at December at the earliest, or is it Yurt on a team with a lack of size being out? And that one, Ira Winderman reported, that could be for the entire season if he has surgery. Yeah, um, you know, such a gloomy way to start off <laughs> this podcast, but really both of them have turned out to be such red flags when you're just talking about their injury situation. It doesn't sound like either one is going to be back anytime soon. Um, and now, like, you know, everything is really up in the air with them. But I guess if you had to pick with one of those two, I'm, I'm probably saying Vic is the bigger loss j- just in the sense of losing the theoretical play creation, the theoretical defense he gives you, you know, the way that um, the Heat internally were kind of hyping him up over the summer uh, had me a little bit excited to see what he was going to look like because, you know, they kept bringing up his name and it, 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 that was interesting to me. So it sucks that him and, you know, same with Omer. 
for these guys to have these setbacks. But I think the thing with Vic is he was going to give you something that um, nobody else from the bench, the bench lineup really brings just as far as being able to get to the rim at will and make stuff happen. And I, I know he wasn't exactly the best fit and uh, like he was kind of up and down, but I, I was looking forward to see how he could work through an entire season with this group. And it sucks that he's really been delayed like this. Whereas with Omer, again, I, I wanted to see him as the backup five, but I think, you know, you have another guy there in Deadman who kind of brings similar things. Obviously they're different players, you know, people want to see Omer and I get it, but I think, you know, Without Omer, you have somebody in Deadman who hasn't been awesome or anything like that, but you have somebody, right? You have a body like him, whereas even though you have plenty of guards on this team, and that's one of the problems with the construction is kind of the, the roster imbalance there, Depot does have a skill set that they could, I think, definitely use right now just by plugging him in because, like, they don't have enough bodies. And, you know, they played eight guys last game. Obviously, Tyler wasn't playing, but it seems like the depth that we expected heading into the season it's not going to be there. And, you know, so I think Victor Oladipo would be really helpful right now. Yeah, I'm with you on Vic. Again, it's pedigree mostly. Um, like you said, Deadman has been a little bit better of late. He's kind of at a point now where, like, you're not really noticing him as much, although the plus minus numbers with him and Bam on the floor, it's still a stark difference. I can tell you they were counting on both of them to a certain degree, but they were counting on Vic a lot more. Don't let him tell you different now. All the conversations I had with Heat officials in the offseason were extremely excited about Vic. And I, they do miss him, even though this roster is more guard heavy, obviously, than big heavy. All right, next one here. In your view, two minutes or less here, what is the single biggest reason that the Heat can't hold the lead? That one is actually really tough. Like, I don't necessarily think that there is a single reason that they're not losing to like I mean I mean that they're not holding on to these leads I just think that in general they get too complacent and I know that's kind of a cop-out but I think it's their problems get exacerbated throughout a game because they're they're the type of style that they play and again I want to shout out Tiffany Meeks because she does such a good job articulating this on hangover time and on Miami Heat Beat the style that they play is physically tiring and, and it's a very small margin for error when guys are constantly having to guard up, uh, you know, gang rebound, having to box out bigger guys. And then, you know, they're not getting out in transition as much. And then on, on offense, everything has felt like a grind, especially because they're not getting these stops. So it's like, and then, you know, you had last game, like I said, they played eight guys. And again, she pointed all these things out and, and I just want to shout her out because she has been trying to get this message across. And I just couldn't agree more. It's like they're deploying, I think almost, the same defensive game plan they had last season with a smaller roster. And I think it's starting to wear on guys because to do that every game and to, you know, hold on to those defensive principles and then grind it out on offense every time, like it's, it's starting to look like the playoffs and the regular season just started. So I think all of it is just kind of, you know, mounting as the game goes on. And so I don't think it's one particular reason. I just think they, they need to be essentially playing a hundred percent at all times, right? Like they, they need to be at, at one, at the same wavelength. And it's hard to keep up that same intensity and, and you know, level of discipline and execution and detail for every single possession when you're kind of outmatched from a size perspective. All right, let's get to the next one here. If you can make one change to the starting lineup, you can only choose one. 
to catalyze uh, something happening here with this team that looks different, that would not blow up everything else. I'm putting you on the spot. So don't tell me I'm putting you on the spot. I know I'm doing that. You've <laughs> you got 10 seconds to think about this while I'm finishing the thought. One change to the starting lineup that you think could help them take off in the way that, say, plugging Luol Deng in at the four did a couple of years ago, or, or maybe plugging Max, Max Struess in last year did towards the end of the season. Another tough one. And you can't stop me from stalling. I'm always going to stall. But no, my real answer is, and this is what came to mind as soon as you asked it, is Max Struess. The difference is I would have him come in in a smaller lineup and have him come in for uh, Caleb in that starting lineup. And not that I think Caleb has been the issue or anything like that, because I don't think it's any individual person that's to blame for the Heat's, you know, not great start to the season. But I do think, you know, Caleb has been more than solid. He's fine. They just need more guys in in, in their front court depth. And I think with the roster, the, the way that it's built right now, if you're going to make a, a change to the starting lineup, you're going to have to figure something out offensively. Because I think, you know, you're already getting beat on the boards. The defense is not great. So if you're going to make a change, that's just the, you know, the real lean offense change and just go, you know, having all the extra spacing and shooting around your best players around Jimmy, Bam, and even Kyle and Tyler. Like it just allows everybody to, I think, play more freely on the offensive end. And then, you know, the things that you're going to have to do on defense, they're kind of already doing. You're just going to have to do it on a higher, you know, to a higher degree. So I just think, like, if you're going to make a change there, throw Max in and see what you can get offensively. Maybe it works out. Maybe it doesn't. One more before the break here. In your view, has Duncan Robinson played well this season so far? Well enough. Well enough. Like, I think he's done everything we kind of wanted him to see. Like, he's making – I mean, I don't have his three-point percentage in front of me. It feels like he's making a good amount of his threes. Mid-30s. Uh, 34, 35, I believe. Okay, that could definitely be a little higher. It's, but it's funny because I feel positive about him just from the minutes I've seen. You know, he still has his defensive limits, but, uh, you know, he's been really consistent getting to his floater. Like, he got to it two or three times last night. He has, like, a little in-between type of shots that he's been consistent with. You know, he's always been pretty good at reading what defenses are doing, you know, when he comes off a screen. And they went to a lot of it last night, for example. But, yeah, I think he's been good enough. I think the rest of the team has kind of got to be better. Not that Duncan has been one of the best players or anything, but, like, he is playing his role, I think, about as well as you can, just considering the circumstances. All right, I got more for you. We're going to go around the NBA for the uh, a little bit of this as we go forward. I know I'm throwing them at you today. I do want to tell you about our product code, though. It's the same as our Better Edge code. It's 5RSN. That's the number 5. RSN, you can use that for two different things here. Manscaped.com. Yes, your balls and your body. Well, thank you. This is for all your below the gro- uh, the below the belt grooming products, whether it's the cologne, the razors, they send you all kinds of free stuff, the deodorant. Go to manscaped.com, get 20% off. Go to therapistpreferred.com, get 25% off the premium CBD, the sports cream, the gummies for to help you recover, to help you sleep. Go to therapistpreferred.com. Use the code five. That's the number five. RSN. Again, you get 25% off at therapistpreferred.com, 20% off at manscaped.com. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, let's a few more heat topics here, and then we'll we'll go to the NBA as we enter the weekend. Of course, Charlotte in for a second game. We are expecting LaMelo Ball could play on Saturday. That may change the equation a little bit from what we saw uh, last night as we're recording this with the Heat struggling to put the Hornets away and then ending up winning the game in overtime. Here's a statement I'm seeing a lot on Twitter lately. Bam has not significantly improved from last year. True or false? Mm. So you didn't prepare me for this one. I I don't think he's significantly improved, but I'm not down on Bam. You know what I mean? Like both things can be true because, and I've said this before, so I'm going to try to say it in a different way so I don't sound so repetitive. Bam Adebayo is not a natural scorer. And so we've finally seen him take the steps where he's trying to take shots that he hasn't always taken, even though a lot of them are in the same sets. You know, shout out to Spo for throwing in, you know, the sprinkling in, um, guard screen so that Bam could get downhill every once in a while. I wish we would see that a lot more and it, it would just be a regular action. But to suppose credit, we see why he doesn't have more plays for Bam. Not that I agree, but I'm saying Bam is not on the same level of score that I think Heat fans and including us um, want to believe he is in the sense that it was always just about getting more attempts up and his, you know, he was going to look like this you know, big time scorer. It's just not him. He's never been that role. He's, he's never played in that role. Whether you talk about on the college level, on the, you know, professional level, he has to grow these things out. And so we're, you know, we're watching those growing pains where he gets the offensive fouls. He gets some of those turnovers. He misses some bunnies like he did last night, which is obviously frustrating for him and frustrating for fans. I just think like he has touch. He has a shot. He has a little bit of a handle but he's not a premier scorer. And so you're giving him these shot attempts and you're putting him in somewhat of a a different role than he's been in, in the sense of you're just putting him in the same sets and telling him, okay, look for your shot a little bit more than you have in the past, right? So there's going to be some growing pains. I really do think they have to make it easier for him. And again, it comes back to the stuff we were talking about before, because if their defense as a team isn't good, their offense as a team isn't good. If their offense as a team isn't good, Bam is probably going to be throwing up some shots at the end of the shot clock that just aren't good. And, and we've seen that a lot when their offense gets stagnant. Bam is constantly taking shots at the end. And, you know, it feels like the chances that he gets to look for his shot have to come within the offense or, you know, off of him rolling or something like that for him for it to be easy for him. When he's looking for it for himself, it's too hard. And so, yeah, he hasn't significantly improved, but he is definitely trying to become that scorer. I just think it's going to take time. Eric Spolstra said yesterday when I asked him about wide open shots, he said the floodgates will open at some point. They, well, they haven't opened since like the start of the playoffs last year. Is there anything on this roster? I mean, I did this whole episode with Brady the other day, but is there anything on this roster that leads you to believe that they can get back into the top 10 in three-point makes and percentage this year because right now they are way below that i definitely do think that and i and I, I know i pointed this out on five on the floor here many times like they were in the top three or better for the two out of three seasons with jimmy here where they went deep into the playoffs like that's been the common uh component here when you just talk about things that are looking good for the heat when they make these deep playoff runs in the jimmy era right their rebounding percentage their rebounding rate 
is up. Their three-point percentage is up. Both of those things have been very down this season. And the rebounding is a different conversation, right? But as far as three-point percentage, like, like they still have all the same shooters, right? And it's guys are playing somewhat different roles because they're having to guard up, like I was talking about before. And the defense is not, um, you know, the defense is not on the same page. Everybody is not. When they don't have their defensive identity, everything else feels off. Like it feels like they're leaning too much on trying to get jump shots. And then once those sets for the shooters kind of bog down, if those guys are not open, if they don't find the immediate release valve, things bog down and guys are trying to create their own looks and things get ugly. And so I do think that, you know, it's just kind of connecting everything that we've been talking about here. If they can get their defense right, I just think their offense is going to make it so much easier. And now I'm starting to sound like one of, you know, like Jimmy or Spo because they're constantly talking about it. So maybe they've finally, you know, their message has finally gone through my, my thick skull. But it's true. Like when they're not defending and going to that identity, they simply don't have the offensive talent to be leaning on those shooters every night. Then you got to have Jimmy and Bam and Kyle and Tyler try to do things that they don't. I mean, I'm not going to throw Tyler in there, but Jimmy. Bam and Kyle, I think, would all rather just have the offense flow rather than them having to force the issue. I think that they all would rather play that way. Like, I don't think Jimmy wanted to do that last night. It was just kind of what he had to do. That's where I was going to go with you next, because I, when I was talking to Haslam yesterday, I got some time with him in the post game, and he was saying, I said, why you guys keep blowing leads? He says, because we can't get three or four stops. He says, we're relying too much on our offense to bail us out of that. He says, the guys haven't figured that out yet. It's just, it's consistency. They do it for parts of the game. But you did mention three last... percent will go up. I think that it will go up for sure. Well, let, let me let me get to one last one on the heat and then we'll just go to a couple quick ones on the NBA. Uh, you mentioned Jimmy last night, 35, 10 and eight, I believe when he has a game like that. Do you look at that at this stage of the season? Do you look at that as a positive or do you look at that as a negative? Because a negative. it was framed last night that it was a negative. I mean, it's good that Jimmy can get to that point, but should he have to against no. Charlotte? without two of its three best players. That's the thing. That's the thing. Like they're playing without them. First of all, that team fully healthy. We would still be talking about these games in this circumstance to hear. And it's like, okay, you have to take both of these games. You can't mess around because a team like Charlotte will beat you. And we've seen it before. And they almost let that team beat them at home without LaMelo Ball, without Gordon Hayward. Obviously, Miles Bridges is not playing. Like those guys were completely depleted. They're out there with Dennis Smith Jr., who, you know, shout out to him. He's like the comeback player of the year this season. He was getting buckets last night in, you know, in crunch time there. That guy was not – was he in the NBA last season? No. No, he was like thinking that, about playing defensive back in the NFL. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, th that's one of those games where it should not have come down to that, to overtime at home, Jimmy literally having to do everything for you, and it really just felt like the playoffs again, except we're not seeing it against Tatum and Robert Williams and Jalen Brown mm -hmm. and Al Horford. You're seeing it against – um, Kelly Oubre and Terry Rozier and Nick Richards, Dennis Smith, like you can't let that happen. And so, you know, they have to win the game uh, on Saturday, but oh my God, I just can't even believe that it got to that point. You, we know Jimmy can do that. You got to let him bring it out in the playoffs. That's the problem. You can't be doing that, in, you know, on a Thursday night at home against Charlotte with none of their best players. All right, two on the NBA here. Thanks to our sponsors, Prize Picks. Uh, use the code five F I V E. Better Edge, Manscape, Therapist Preferred. Use the code five R S N. Get your discounts and in Better Edge's case, your free money. Uh, the Eastern Conference right now, my Miami's got some a hill to climb here because it's not just it's not just Milwaukee, but it's also you know in Boston, but it's also Cleveland right now, and and obviously we think at some point Philadelphia may get off the mat. 
uh, in addition to some of the other teams. If I was to say to you right now, right now, Miami has a better chance of being a top four seed in the East or being a play-in team, which remember play-in means seven through 10, somewhere in there, seven through 10. We're not necessarily saying whether they'd win the game or not to actually get a playoff series. They have better chance of one through four or seven through 10. As of this moment, Mm -hmm. seven through 10. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. The good thing is that plenty of other teams have not gotten off to these great starts. Like you mentioned, the ones who've been who've been good or better as far as like Milwaukee, Cleveland, and Boston. But, you know, I think that he can get back into um, home court advantage range. But if you're talking about what's the, the likelier bet at this point, it's probably the safer bet to just go with playing. Like it just seems like there's a lot of good teams. And even though some of them have struggled, you know, like the Sixers, just I had to throw them out. And, you know, I just think, I don't know with this team yet. Like I, I've lost some of that, that faith that I had in them before, you know, the, the loss of the depth that they had and the way that they've started off. Like, I don't know that they're going to be able to get back in there, but now the margin for error has gotten a lot smaller and I think they can. Final one here. Uh, there's talk that Jay Crowder may get moved in the next week. If you're Miami in, cause Jay's doesn't look like he's getting worked back. He doesn't want to play, even though they don't have Cam Johnson right now. He doesn't want to play for the Suns. Right now, we've talked about waiting for a buyout there, but now you know you don't have your, okay? I've said you don't trade a significant asset for Jay Crowder, but with where you are in the season, we've talked about this team needing a jolt. Would you trade Duncan Robinson and a future first for Jay Crowder and Filler? No first. I would seriously consider throwing in a first for the other, I mean, for other power forwards that may or may not Harrison Barnes? Maybe, maybe, but I'm Marcus saying Morris? Like, creative, maybe again, that's, <laughs> I think those guys can give you a little bit more offensively than Jay can, but I'm not even trying to talk down on Jay. What I'm saying is I think that he got to do everything in their power to not throw a pick in there to get a guy like Jay Crowder. But if you know, like somebody, I don't know, a John Jeremy Grant, cause we, we talked this off season about Jeremy Grant, right? He's worth a pick. Yes. He was definitely worth a first round pick. Right. I don't know if we were all saying it at the time. Were we all saying it at the time? He ended up going for a first and a second, didn't he? I believe so. Something like that. Okay. I mean, he is, I mean, they're nine and three. I saw them in person the other night, as did you. Uh, they, he was worth it, right? Yeah. But, J- I think but Jay's Grant not Jeremy Grant. No, I think Crowder like might be a little bit more solid uh, on defense, even though Grant's got more size, but I'm not even trying to say I wouldn't take Crowder back. I absolutely would. I just think, like, I don't know if he's worth throwing out a first-round pick at this point. And it sounds bad because, like, he was so instrumental to that bubble finals run. And I really do think now is such a perfect time for that reunion, right, when you're just talking about the fact that, you know, like you said, he's not going to return to Phoenix, even in this circumstance where they clearly could use him, right? And the Heat, it's obvious that anybody watching needs an extra four out there, an extra front-court piece, it just makes a whole lot of sense. I, I mean, he balances know. the rotation, does he not? Because, if, again, I, I haven't been in favor of trading the first-round pick. I'm probably still not, okay? even I think even trading Duncan for Jay is already, like, <laughs> kind of risky because of the shooting has been so wonky and the offense has been so wonky, and they're actually able to get driving lanes and free things up spacing-wise when Duncan is on the floor. So that's what I'm saying. Don't throw in a first. I, I don't think that's worth it for, for Jay. Um, maybe for some other guys. I do think the one advantage to it is you'd be putting Martin, Struess, and Vincent together again. 
And I, I just do, I think the three of those guys that bring out the best in each other from a, just a playing style, personality style. So that, but I'm with you on the shooting here, but I feel like with Duncan, we're kind of waiting for shooting. That's not coming. I, I don't, I mean, again, he's shooting. I, I get it that he's added elements to his game. I, I liked what I saw last night. It's just the, the level of consistency and it's tough to get, be consistent when his minutes are inconsistent. So I understand that. But if he was shooting 42% from three, I would feel differently. If he's shooting 34, 35% from three, which is where he's at, then I don't know. I, I think maybe we're waiting on something that's not going to come back. All right. Thanks to Alex. Again, quick episode today, tomorrow, uh, back with the streams. Make sure you subscribe to the five reasons YouTube channel. If you disagree with any of what we said today, or particularly what Alex said today, you certainly can chime in at us. Make sure you subscribe to off the floor. And thanks again to our sponsors. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or seven up all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.